0: Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy, nor games. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello! And our special guest this week is Brandon from the Hungry Gamers and
1: the 8-Bit Collective. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you for having me again, guys. It is an absolute pleasure. It's yeah, well, almost I- been
2: a hundred episodes since you were last on. Almost.
1: Oh That's impressive. It, it, time flies by these days, doesn't it? Like, I was I was 25 really just yesterday and now I'm looking down the barrel at 33. Like, I don't know what's going on.
2: <laughs> I was, I was going to say, happy birthday if it was actually yesterday. But no, you would you were actually saying, but it feels like it was yesterday. <laughs> mm,
1: it does, it does. <laughs> Except my back's sore and I'm feeling a little bit more feeble by the minute. So, uh, anyway, we're here. We're going to have some fun.
0: Yes, we, we are. are. And, and so we'll just mention that there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, with the 8-bit collective this week. Uh, this episode will come out a few days after the big 8-bit 3.0. Uh, and one of those things, as some of you may have seen, is that Bitstorm
1: is actually joining the 8-bit collective. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: Yeah, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so we're very much looking forward to collaborating with you folks and
1: doing some, you know, extra content and just being part of the, the whole eight bit family. Yeah, peeling back the curtain a little bit. It was uh, it was tough to get you boys on board. The uh, the list of demands you had were as long <laughs> as the days at the moment. It was, it was pretty touch and go with our accounts department to make sure we could make the figures work. But uh, we finally got to a number we could all agree upon, yeah. and we're happy with it.
0: Yes, you guys, you got got Sam to finish sorting those M and M's for us into colors. Yes,
1: yeah, the the main differentiator. You guys wanted the, the crispy, but we only had peanuts, so we sort of settled <laughs> on the standard chocolate with a mixture of peanut as well. But we're there. Yeah, that's it, you know. Get the mix back, yeah.
0: <laughs> Just as long as there's no brown ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get it going. Trevor, do you want to tell our listening audience about our game Click Itch, which <laughs> is what we shall be playing?
2: We have a random word generator each, and we're going to click refresh on the counter. three, two, one, click. We're going to take those words and mash them together, come up with a, up with a game, and then throw it away and start again. So that's the name of the game.
0: That's it. We're going to have some fun. So let's do it. Three... Two, one, click. Ooh, my word is destruction. My word is leader. And mine is content. Content. Or content. Or content. It's it's all in the, uh, in in how you say it, you know. All right. A leader who is content with destruction. Or a leader in destruction.
1: Is this just going to be like the Donald Trump simulator where you play a day in the life of Donald Trump and see what kind of anarchy you can create out in the uh, the modern world yeah but the whole interface the whole interface is just via twitter yes yes um, that, it's it's all about it's all
0: about putting words together you've got a you've got a pool of words and you arrange them into a tweet to do the most damage in the world. Really simple
1: yep. user interface where just you can see the, the anarchy levels down the side via way of the other live tweets from fictitious media outlets. And uh, yeah, you mm-hmm. just keep pressing the go button on the send tweet. That's it.
0: You just see how many, what your ratio is on each tweet, <laughs> replies versus likes, retweets. That's how you sort of gauge your uh, uh, dest- destructive power.
2: I'm sort of picturing that maybe you can have like a list of three different tweets you want to release. And... You know, one of them is something that um, Donald Trump has actually sent. Another one is the worst thing that our writers could think about. Think of, and the and the and the other one is the least worst thing that they could think of. So basically, you got to- this could
0: definitely be playing. like a, a mini game on like a Jackbox. Party yeah,
1: it feels very much like it could be almost like Cards Against Humanity, where you've got a series mm. of words for each tweet that you can compile together to uh, create maximum devastation.
0: Yeah yeah you could you could even yeah it might be a bit easier on the developers to sort of make it uh, Mad Libs style as well to you just sort of insert the words into the tweet mm. The appropriate words. <laughs> I'm excited about this. And then every, like every five minutes, you've got a minigame where one of your aides is trying to wrestle your phone off you because you're just doing too much damage and they're feeling guilty.
2: And, and that, and that's how it brings about like kafifi and all these sort of things. Because yeah, it's yeah. Basically, you're still trying to hit send even though you've typed in something completely wrong. <laughs> that's right. Even though you're actually fighting over your
0: phone with your chi- with your chief that's of staff. That's fantastic.
1: This would be a perfect <laughs> mobile game. It'd
0: be fucking yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, a little, a little fake, a little fake Twitter interface, totally.
1: Yep. Oh man, we got political
0: right off the bat. Yep. Love it. Nice. Three to one click. Yeah. Playing. Book Father. So before we got Father, I was thinking of like booking a band or something, like some sort of strategically figuring out the places a band is going to play.
2: Mm. Okay, so it's the same thing except you're trying to book a children's band for children's parties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're the, the okay. clueless parent. Yep. Or, or maybe you're the. Yeah. Maybe you're the father of a successful children's entertainer, but they're, like, 12. Um, You know, it's one of these precocious kids who's become famous as a, you know, doing silly songs about farts or something, and all the kids love them. They're the newest craze, and as a showbiz dad, you're having to kind of navigate the the waters, the entertainment business. That
2: could be interesting. You're the the kid's manager, and therefore, you know, you've you've got to choose to... To use the money either wisely and put it away, or fulfil your, exactly. your children's you know um, fantasies of you know they've got all this money now they're gonna just get everything they've ever wanted.
0: Yeah, but then that turns that turns them into an asshole. So you have to decide if you want to go down that path.
1: Yeah, and you need to try and suppress the media when leaked photos of your son now with a cocaine addiction have, have popped up, and you've got to buy <laughs> off the, the exactly. paparazzo and everything like that. Twelve and a this half is of like a cocaine. The, this, addiction. this will be like true. <laughs>
0: True moral choices in a video game.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you let your son sleep with the producer to boost Twitter followers by ten thousand, or do you say no and sort of go the hard way? Like it's <laughs> it's real life RPG. Oh, Jesus right now. Christ, it's, it could be something. Maybe, maybe you play the father of Justin Bieber. I well, maybe I feel well, I feel
0: like you. Yeah, you definitely just like have sort of satirical versions of all these real life stars.
2: It's it's an unnamed star until. Until you go down whatever path you're planning on going mm-hmm. going down, and then it you know becomes one of those those sort of now you've got a Miley Cyrus on your hands. Now you've got a Justin. Oh, Deeper. that's like
0: the end game. It's like you your your final score was Miley Cyrus.
1: Just, <laughs> just as long as we don't end up with River Phoenix, we'll be happy.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ
1: <laughs> You got a Macaulay Culkin out of Lindsay Lohan
0: That's the, like, scale
1: I don't know if I want to be part of that scale That's that's a slippery slope <laughs> I'm not sure how you rank them either uh, Nobody wins <laughs> You just lose a little less every time
0: I don't know, I don't know Have there been any I feel like you can, you can sort of have a bit of a comeback And you get a Drew Barrymore or something Oh, yeah yeah, uh, you sort of make something of yourself
1: in the end. I'm trying to think of yeah. other child stars yeah. that have gotten big. Like I know the the little kid from well, Big Daddy. You could, you could
2: get absolutely lucky and get a Daniel Radcliffe and you know Daniel Radcliffe is that sort of that sort of gold standard of of child uh, actor perhaps. turned good.
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess he hasn't quite uh Shit the bed yet.
1: <laughs> or his dad has just paid off a lot of paparazzo by playing this game. Well that's it. Maybe his dad's played this game and he's got the high school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three to
1: Limit.
2: Copying landscape.
1: Ooh. Mm. Are we like one of those fraud painters that sort of you know the ones that sort of make duplicates of famous paintings and try and sell them off as the real thing? Yeah. I don't know the exact yeah. Yeah. terminology for one of those people,
0: like a for like forgeries. Uh, I guess just a forger. I don't know a forge. No, I don't think called a <laughs> <laughs> they called the forge.
2: They, they're a forger that's nickname is the blacksmith.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Oh I, I could. Uh, okay. So is this more of like a narrative thing? Because unless you're actually having the player kind of paint by numbers or something.
2: Yeah, which we, I think we've actually tried doing before. Like- I
0: think we have done something similar to that. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe this is a bit more of a narrative sort of space where you yeah, you play the blacksmith, this master forger. Um, and it sort of starts off and you're deep in the seedy underworld of art forging and selling and the black market.
2: And then the FBI breaks in and, and you know, basically say, we've been ca- we've been um trailing you for a while we know what you're up to but we need your help cracking this bigger case you know your small fries yes. compared to this.
0: and it turns into the game version of like an episodic one of those you know something along the lines of house md or what's that lie um the guy who can tell when people are lying uh
2: or bones or something to me or maybe it could Lied even to- just turn into a video game version of white collar which is literally this whole thing <laughs>
1: Wait, with art forgery, though? yeah. That's what that's what white collar was about.
0: <laughs> well, I haven't seen that,
1: I have. It's awesome. Okay, so we're licensing white collar. Mm. Apparently. Yep. Do you think it'd translate well to like VR, especially in the forgery side? You could sort of be trying to, to paint your way to uh, a, par- a passable knockoff and things, and then it can translate to looking into people's faces and reading them. Like, uh, what, what was that old timey movie by Team Bondi that was done here in Australia, just got re released on the Switch. And you are a detective and you have Oh, L.A. Noire. Oh, L.A. Noire, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Hmm.
0: yeah, well,
1: I like that idea of combining a
0: lot of those sorts of sort of skills. You know, even with the art forgery stuff, it doesn't has, actually necessarily have to be painting. It could just be that you're an expert in detecting mm. forgeries, right? So, it's things like running your X-ray over it or, you know- Oh, that could be cool. Again, in VR, like, you're having to sort yeah, of- detective mode. Run your black light over the, it. Yeah. yeah, run your black light over it, like, brush off layers of paint and stuff to reveal what's underneath-
2: I mean what what I what I love is the idea of having that tactile sort of feel of you've got a spray bottle and you're like spraying it down and then you switch it over to the black light and you're you're sort of waving it over and
0: Well you got two hands, right? It's yep. VR. So you one in each hand and
2: Yeah, totally. I, I suppose because I'm holding holding something in my hand right now, you know, I'm only thinking of one hand because I've got no use of my left hand
0: at the moment. <laughs> we should probably explain that. Trevor is holding his pop filter. <laughs> yeah, because I literally I can't mention have one. that on the podcast and yet. That, that- and if Trevor just said his hand was busy, who knows? It's not masturbating. Really thinking.
1: <laughs> you're just already feeling out this uh, this forge simulator game. That's all. So you just you know you're a method actor. That's that's what it is.
0: <laughs> yep. That's how people forge mm. art, right? You need to have a good wank before you. <laughs> Uh, so is there uh, what I like about those sorts of shows is there's often you know an overarching kind of story so are we gonna are we gonna bring that into it Is there some you know arch nemesis who you start tracking down through their art
2: forgeries or something? Um, so I think I think what you could actually have is the person that taught you your craft is the person they're after.
1: I was thinking the exact same thing. I love this I want to watch this show Emma Paintworthy that's her name Emma Paintworthy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I nearly spat my water, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And yeah, she taught you everything you know, but now she's out like there, you know, continuing to to dabble. Yeah,
2: so we're, we're taking some of the ideas from, from White Collar, but a lot of them, you know, are, are not there. You know, basically, we're taking the license and sort of going off on our own story with it. How recent was White Collar? Because I've never heard of it, yeah. Um, White Collar... Finished its like fifth or sixth season about two years ago. Oh
1: wow! So it was long um, it running. It starred
2: Matthew Bomer, um, and he was the forger. He he actually left the show Chuck to um to join White Collar.
0: Who was he in Chuck? Uh,
2: he was the um, the old like roommate of Chuck who who ended up sending him the um the uh
1: oh okay
2: he was the other spy that um, sent sent yep. Chuck the the program that. Got into his head and then turned back up for for a couple of minutes in the in the second season and then left again to join White Collar.
0: I love Chuck, so he wasn't leaving much from Chuck. Oh, you? same here.
2: I absolutely love Chuck.
0: If it if it weren't for Adam Baldwin, I'd go back and watch it probably, but
2: yeah, skeeves me out now. Yeah, the whole Gamergate thing just, ugh, mm. Yeah, but kind of like um, a few other things that I've that I've watched, I can sort of look past that. But the second I, I look at that person, then I think. That's Adam Baldwin. It right. is. Ugh. It is
0: annoying how many people have uh, have milkshake duct, as they put it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, um, I like, like the idea of Emma Paintworthy being the arch nemesis.
0: Yeah, and and I think it's just you know then it's tracking her down and you end up with a big kind of uh, showdown or something like a big uh, confrontation at the end.
2: I'm sort of picturing this almost like a um, uh, almost like a where in the world has come in San Diego sort of thing that you're 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 tracking down the pieces, but if you don't solve it fast enough, then they, um,
0: Oh, kind of branching based on how fast you. Yeah.
2: Um, you should do it, yeah. Or, and you got like the henchmen and that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know whether you if you remember how they sort of did it, they just had a whole heap of different, hmm. um, vignettes that you sort of went through each, each place answering different questions and, and yeah,
0: that could be clues. It doesn't have I to like the, be the idea of that, of having it sort of be the, almost these little mini games, these mini puzzles in between, but then with a lot of narrative stuff done in maybe sort of a Telltale style yeah. uh, in between those. So there's a bit more gameplay than in recent tel- you know, Telltale endeavors. Um, not that they're bad, but they're pretty linear. Very paint-by-numbers, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, I like that idea that it branches based on your actual... Um, like how well you play
1: can our lead character be like horatio from cso miami and just like at the end of those vignettes he sort of cuts to the camera front on puts the sunglasses on and has like a witty art-based pun every time (laughs) oh
0: definitely (laughs) yes
2: and every except he puts on a beret
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) And, and every every case you get the chance to actually say Enhance on that, part, <laughs> you know when you when you oh, get it's me like started. this really grainy photo that just gets fully oh, enhanced. They definitely,
1: yeah,
0: there definitely has to be like voice activated VR stuff um, you actually get to say "enhance" and it doesn't. It
1: <laughs> irks me. I, I work in electronic security in the real world, and the amount of times I've talked to consultants and end users and they say that type of thing, and you just your eyes nearly roll out of your head. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> CSI has ruined it for the rest of us. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah just all love right. It. I like it. I like that a lot. Three to one click.
0: Advice. Sounding. Send.
1: (laughs) Send sounding advice. Uh, (laughs) That's tough. Yeah.
2: That's incredibly tough.
1: Is it a dating simulator? It's like, what was that handbook? The dude's handbook or whatever it was. Maybe it's the game version of that. Well, maybe it's like because
0: I'm thinking, send advice and sounding like a sounding board kind of thing. Maybe it's maybe it is sort of a dating simulator but simulator, but in the you're in the middle of a date, but texting a friend to like get advice yes. about what to do. This next.
1: game would be right at home on Newgrounds. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and so you've kind of got the two conversations going at once, and you know if you look away at your phone too long, it might cause something in the other conversation to you know they notice that uh, that you're not paying attention to them. But if you don't look at your phone, you might notice some really—you might miss some really good advice.
2: For some reason, I'm thinking the only way that you can respond to this though is you've got a soundboard that you've got to like put together. Put together the instructions because um, I'm picturing that your character has actually got like um, laryngitis, so he can't actually talk into the <laughs> microphone. So it's oh, just God. a soundboard.
1: <laughs> I like this. I like this very much. It's like a streamlined version. Did you guys get a chance to play Speaking Simulator at, uh, at PAX this past yes. year? It's like yes, that was It's like just the yeah, romantic version of, like, romantic offshoot of that game.
0: Yeah. I do like the idea of, yeah, yeah, you've just got a sort of a limited soundboard, but obviously you'd have to, uh, all, all the responses are, are programmed in there then to give the sort of, so I like the idea that the person on the phone is giving you just advice through text, Um, To sort of say certain things or do certain things, but you have to interpret that in a certain way to say, like, well, does that mean I should make a turkey gobble, gobble, gobble sound or, (laughs) you know.
2: A race car sound or. or
0: Exactly, like, (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, a clown horn uh, or (laughs) a sexy cat purr. Yeah, I I think you could have, you know, like, I don't know, 12 different sounds or something. And, And yeah, it's about sort of seeing. The responses to those sounds based on the context of the question or the, or the conversation. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then you could have the controls actually be one of those, like, soundboard things, like, with all the different buttons. You know how they sometimes uh, hook those up? The MIDI the MIDI controller mm. things?
2: Yeah. I love, I love that a lot. Video. I really do. <laughs>
0: um, cool. Three more click. <laughs> Clearing. Hunt. Tour. Oh,
2: I'm straight away getting getting like this um, this almost Vietnam War sort of...
0: Oh, I was going a different way. Like, so I-
2: where, where I'm picturing it is the last time you saw your best friend was as the helicopter was taking off and he ran into the clearing. Okay. And this is a like you've got back to the United States. The war has been declared it's over, but your friend is still never being seen again. So you head back into... It doesn't have to be Vietnam. It can be any any sort of like war zone. You head back yeah. in there to sort of try and hunt down what happened to your friend.
0: Well, uh, I do like that idea as a narrative hook. Where my mind went, though, was that you're on some sort of African safari.
2: Okay, it's African safari and the lions were chasing you and-
0: Yeah, I think your friend got taken, like, disappeared during this African safari. And now you're kind of hunting through the jungle, trying to track him down and see what happened. And that doesn't necessarily mean killing, you know, endangered species of animals. It could even be- in
2: fact, I like the idea of you going back in and you've got no weapons sort of thing, but you've got to...
0: Yeah, I think maybe there, there could be like last resort self-defense sorts of things. But I think, yeah, you aim it towards not actually harming the wildlife. It's just you're trying to, you're trying to track your friend down.
1: Could you make yeah, it so like can- Alien versus Predator where you could play as the human or the lion? <laughs> oh, that would
2: be cool. <laughs> And, and in both versions of the game, you're still trying to do the same thing.
0: Your character's trying to find their best friend. <laughs> yeah. So, when you play a lion, you're, like, sneaking through a city trying to find the dentist that killed your friend. <laughs> or you're just trying to find so maybe, your like, friend. Maybe that should just be the whole game. Forget the other bit. It's just a lion sneaking through the city killing dentists. <laughs> killing dentists. <laughs> it's always those rich prick dentists go gone illegally online yeah, and stuff exactly.
2: what have you got against dentists
1: who doesn't have a bad story about a dentist like it's it's true they are the ultimate antagonist like you know forget the russians and the and the germans it's the dentist that are the, the next sort of uh, that's right they should just start making that as the default bad guy <laughs> I,
2: i'm now i'm now picturing that all, uh, they, they get to the end of like the um the uh, collusion investigation, they decide, yeah, it wasn't Russians after all. It was just dentists. It was the dentists.
0: They just wanted to shoot more lions. We know they're assholes.
2: It's just even worse than Russia, worse than we ever imagined. It's fucking dentists.
1: Mm. Well, can you imagine like a German dentist? That's like the ultimate evil.
2: (laughs) Um, Uh, Dentists. Okay, so (laughs) stealth mechanics in New York City. I'm saying New York because... You know, 'Cause it's a jungle out there. It's a jungle out there. It's a concrete jungle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm picturing this lion trying to like sneak through the city. But given that the big apple is the city that never sleeps, how do how does the lion move through the city? That's what I'm what I'm wondering.
0: I think the sewer system rooftops sewer se- there you go, both valid ways to get around the okay. I, so I, really, I really like, the, the, choice I really like these- the idea like the the sort of visual of just a lion. On a roof, just overlooking the New York skyline. You know, he's, this is the, my mm. city. Taking it, taking it down. I'm gonna find my buddy.
2: And then when it gets right to the end of the um, end of the game, then you see the same sort of scene that he's up on the rooftop, except this time he's got a cape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now he's man lion. I don't know what would a lion. I don't know. He is a superhero. Lion man. <laughs> Well, but that would be a man pretending to be, like, a lion. That's why I said man lion. But he's already a male lion. Okay, spider just lion. just wearing- <laughs> Got well, bitten by But you know like how Batman spider. has, like, bat- I just like the idea of a lion up there with, like, human ears on the side and a cape. <laughs> to
1: just- <laughs> Utility belts. A man lion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this one's going off the rails. So what I'm loving about it. And then I think you get there and you find out that the friend you were searching for the whole time was like the lion from Madagascar.
1: Oh, yeah. And he's just in the zoo. Yeah, the tone would shift mm. pretty quickly. Hmm. Mm.
0: Although we did just talk about a lion superhero. Yeah. With man, there's there's so, dark, but dark, dark superhero sure stories. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, But the scary I guess thing really is really leaned into it. The scary
2: thing is yeah. the ears are actually you know got blood dripping from them because the lion has literally ripped the ears out of someone's head. Yeah,
1: he makes a ear necklace like Dolph Lundgren in Universal Soldier. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what what i do kind of love is that you know you can sort of go on safari the other the other way you know where the where the lion is taking out taking out um dentists and and other evil people mm. so is the final antagonist like a german dentist like you said or it- <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think it's the dentist who does the dental work of all the other dentists oh he's like the That's pope like, of the dentist like the the high tier yeah the dentist pope <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's just wearing like this this huge like hat that is just like a tooth <laughs> <laughs> yes it's just one big molar <laughs> and they go to talk, talk to him and they go oh wise head dentist who still has all his wisdom teeth <laughs> <laughs> You are so wise, and you take such good care. You've never needed to go to the dentist.
1: (laughs) Zero cavities (laughs) since birth.
0: (laughs) Now I just want to make a game about the whole dentist religion hierarchy. (laughs) I love it. Oh, that's that that organisation needs to be recurring. Mm. (laughs) All right, three, two, one, click. Above answer document.
1: Hmm, I.
0: I like the idea of taking document to be, like, documentary, maybe. Because, again, I, I, in a sort of, I don't know, Pokemon Snap-style way, using a camera as your sort of main um, way of interacting with the world is interesting to me. Uh, could It could be a VR sort of thing, maybe. And where above comes into it is, I think you spend a lot of time in a helicopter, some sort of news, you know, like you're... I don't know, you're, you're tracking something down or you're trying to... Discover some answer, is,
1: or is this DLC to the previous lion game? And you are on <laughs> safari in that helicopter, <laughs> documenting these sort of hunts. Well, you're flying around New York because you're like trying to track down this lion. People keep reporting.
2: What I what I'm really starting to see now is I've never seen a game where the protagonist was literally like a cameraman. So yeah. I'm thinking, so he's actually. Whether it be VR, whether it be first person sort of shooter mm. view, I, I like the idea. That it's definitely in, in first person of some some description, but yeah, um, I think so, yeah, you've got you've got the camera. You've got the choice of when to, when to record and when to not,
0: and when to. Well, that's why I like it as VR because it would be very natural to like at any time you can just bring your hand up to your face and like pull the you know the grip or whatever or the trigger and it's recording.
1: Yeah, can can we play the role of like some sicko like whether i don't know if you're a serial killer that might be a bit too dark maybe you're just some kind of sex pest and you're peeking through windows and i don't know making some kind of folder of your respective fantasies there could be a voyeuristic aspect to it
0: that could definitely be interesting just don't want to go too creepy though so i I I wonder if it's more about um, like a private eye or something
2: yeah private eye or you know you're working for a journalist who's who's exposing all these horrible dentists or these horrible, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> these horrible uh, politicians, um, and you just catch capture them in in different sort of. Well,
1: I do
0: like that situations. idea. I like the idea of you know you're hiding in the bushes, and you kind of have to you know raise up and put the camera up and get the shot of the politician and the dentist checking hands mm-hmm. as they make a dodgy deal. I'll,
1: yeah, I like this. This is this is a lot cleaner than I expected this one to go, but I'm 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 enjoying it. I'll, I'll sort of. Hide the deep dark <laughs> imagery that I was playing around with earlier, and we'll, we'll go down this path.
2: <laughs> but w- what I also like about it is that you've got limited film in your camera. Um, I'm thinking video camera, so you've got limited time that you can you can record.
0: Okay, so we're in that. We're in that. Like horrible dead zone between when cameras were got small enough to be handheld, but before digital really took off to have basically pretty much footage, like take as much footage as you'd like.
2: The the good thing about that is you got to choose when to record.
0: Yeah. And you're having to like pop out batteries and um, tapes and stuff as they run out pull them from your little holsters.
2: Yeah, and that takes a little bit of time to actually switch them over, which means that you may miss the money shot, as, as it were. Exactly. The the shot where they literally shake hands and they transfer
1: Or in money.
0: the DLC, the actual money <laughs> oh, shot, yeah. when we finally get around yeah. to Brendan's Take Dark my money, <laughs> Desires. That's, and that's actually the name of the DLC, <laughs> Brendan's Dark <laughs> Desires.
1: Give me pictures of sexy <laughs> <and> Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot you could do with that mechanic, though. And it could be all sorts of different scenarios, you know.
2: Yeah, I kind of, I mean, Ben, you and I played a game recently called um, The Dark Side Detective. And I liked the, yeah. the idea that you had these, like, six different cases that you sort of went on that were, and then you had some- Self-contained. But, Self-contained, but yeah. had somewhat a um, some recurring characters between them. I like mm. the idea of just having some some s- small little vignettes, as, as it were, of these are the sort of things that, you, that you're- going out and capturing, but then they sort of build themselves into a larger overarching narrative.
0: Well, I was thinking that too, although I I was thinking it would work well, almost a Black Mirror style thing where it's different characters each time. It's just the only thing that really connects them is the mechanic, is that they've all got cameras. Mm. And then I think, yes, you could have a thread running through them that connects them in some way as you sort of reveal whatever it is these these people, these uh, protagonists are, are trying to reveal, right?
1: Yep. The secret to well, perfect teeth. Really
0: <laughs> the horror of the
1: dentists.
0: You can't zoom in to close on the dentists because it just like blows out all the highlights, like it's completely white. Just the, the glare, the glare off of the yeah, teeth. There was no
1: HDR functions. It back destroys in the your days.
0: cameras. Yeah.
2: That the problem is if they're smiling and you get them on camera, it's just pure lens flare, just right mm, in the middle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The sparkle love- <laughs> just blows out like the image to be pure white. So I
0: love that. That would be a great additional little mechanic as well. It means oh, that you've oh, got to
2: position yourself better so you can't actually see. You can't see the smile. You can't see the smile, mm-hmm. but then you've got to be careful in some levels, there's mirrors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, all right, three two, and click. Head. Bake. <laughs> Filter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, <laughs> so you run a head shop? Um, well uh, what I was going to say is it's kind of a cross between Sweeney Todd um, okay. in that you're baking heads
0: mm-hmm.
2: into into something. Oh, I was
0: going for a different kind of bake but okay
2: but the filter is because it's set in current days and people keep on taking selfies and putting filters on their on their <laughs> like on all their photos and stuff so basically you've you've got a, um, a barbershop on top of a, a cake shop this time okay. And you've got to get a you got to, you know, find a way of disposing of all these um all these politicians and dentists that you're killing.
1: So are we playing both Sweet <laughs> like the Sweeney Todd equivalent and also the baker? The Mrs. Lovett. Um, I think I want to play
2: just the Mrs. Lovett sort of okay. character.
0: <laughs> so you're just a cake maker. You're just a cake maker and
2: these bodies keep showing up. <laughs> And you've got to find new ways of actually disposing of the bodies, which could be, you know, oh, look, we've got an oversized birthday cake. Let's just shove it inside the birthday cake. Mm. You can only do that so many times before they start realising.
1: Yeah, and it could be sort of like alchemy trees from from RPGs where you're mixing certain organs with other ingredients to make good or bad cakes and the quality goes up and down or it can make people sick. Because you've got to run a profit here too.
2: Yeah. You know, around Valentine's Day, it's really, really good for business because you just put a little bit of the blood into the icing mixture and it turns a nice pink colour.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: I like that. So this is just a very macabre baking simulator. Yep. Think Overcooked but with murder.
1: I would play the hell out of this game. <laughs> I am a sucker for baking shows on television. I also love Overcooked, so I would be pre-ordering this if this became reality.
0: I'd love I'd love for there to be like a section of the game where the the main character gets on one of those baking shows and <laughs> it's <be> so good. <laughs> Maybe they have to like smuggle in some Liver or something?
1: <laughs> is there any musical elements attached to this show as well? If we're going to tie into the Sweeney Todd theme, oh, good question. A couple of little little musical numbers. Yeah, could see that working. I'm yeah. Just trying to think of how the mechanics would A- go around that. But maybe it's just around the time. Yeah, it could be like Rapper the Rapper. You just sort of got to time yeah. time your button presses.
2: Yeah, during certain mini games, then you can actually have the um have some sort of Sweeney Todd esque song happening from upstairs or or something like that, and you're sort of you're tapping away, which is you know sort of mashing down. Grinding the bones to,
0: to make bread or whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Feed fi fo, fo. <laughs> uh, I, li- I like the idea that you don't actually ever explain where these bodies are coming from. You just occasionally see this, like, blood-spattered guy you, you, come you down just, the stairs and go back up. I'm, I'm just
2: picturing that there's a chute in the corner and you just see a, a body just sort of hit the ground. Yeah, just
0: slumps down, neck- Blasted open. (laughs) Slit open. Halloween is the
2: best time because you can just, you literally don't even have to hide, you know, the body that well. (laughs) You can just shove arms (laughs) into the
0: cake. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't even cut them up. Just
1: garnish. (laughs) (laughs) God. We're onto something here.
0: Yeah, I like it. I'm just going to, as an alternate thing. um, Okay. As you probably guessed to begin with, when I thought of this, I definitely thought of weed. uh, With baking and sush. So, when you said Sweeney Todd I was, I crossed with, I was like, Sweeney Todd crossed with Harold and Kumar. <laughs> or, like, one of those, you know, weed games where, I don't know, you, you, you're turning bodies, you found a way to turn <coughs> bodies into marijuana. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't actually have a game there. I just liked the general concept. It's, it's got some merit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Primitive Parrot. <laughs> Close, primitive parrot. Close.
0: So, uh, I can't think of much in the way of gameplay mechanics, but I feel like there's something narratively we could get out of this. Okay, where where a parrot is kind of a main part of the story. Maybe I'm just trying to think of of having to like close. You know, the the parrots in the corner of the room, and if you don't want it to repeat certain things that it sees, you need to make sure it's closed. <laughs> I don't know what sort of I don't know what sort of business you would run or place you would be in where that would work.
1: Or do we just rip off untitled Goose Game and it's just sort of a happy go lucky parrot that's out and about running amok as opposed to being a bastard goose <laughs>
0: Well I do I like the idea of collecting words that you can then repeat back. Almost in a that could almost give it a Metroidvania vibe where you need certain words that you repeat back to people to like get them to give you something, or have them understand what it is you you want.
2: Mm. I'm really kind of liking the idea of a parrot detective. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the the whole thing being that you you're sort of you're just an unsuspecting parrot that is sort of investigating murders and all this sort of stuff. And you as you find clues and you hear people talking, you know, you can sort of parrot back out to a a hapless detective who's on the scene. What what you I, heard? <laughs>
0: okay, I love I love the idea again. The collecting words thing, but you're just you're a, you're literally a parrot in a cage, and your your only interaction with the whole game is just to say specific words that you've learned previously at a, at the right time. Uh, so it's ba- I mean, it's basically a you know dialogue based adventure game, but you kind of just have to. It's it's almost a it's almost a game long version of the like insult sword fighting or something. Right. <laughs> From monkey Island, <laughs> Yeah. Because you're just, yeah, you're learning the different options as you go and you have to have to match them up. So initially maybe you're at the scene of a crime where your owner was killed or something and you manage to help, uh, help the hapless detective solve it by saying, you know, combinations of the three words, you know, uh, in, in the correct order at the correct times to, to sort of lead them to the right position. And because of that, they start, they like take you back to the station and now you're the police station parrot. And, <laughs> you, you know, from then on, yeah, like every time you learn a couple more words <laughs> and start solving crimes.
1: That's all there is to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think of how you go about increasing your vocabulary. vocabulary. You're doing sort of like brain training games back at the police force.
0: I think there's just moments where within each case, you just sort pick of up a few new words a word is yeah, like a word is said, and it just sort of magically makes its way into your vocabulary
2: yeah I'm kind of picturing it like you know how sometimes in the Phoenix A's attorney games as you were going through they highlighted a, a certain word as they as people were talking mm-hmm. i can I can picture that you know you've got limited space in your vocabulary, so you've got to choose which word you want to actually keep or oh place.
0: interesting oh so there really is an aspect of of solving it, then it's not just. You know, based on this this broad range of words, it's what are the words you've kept from previous cases or from, you know, things you've heard in this case that you think are going to be important enough to repeat later. Yeah, and
2: you've just got a selection of as you're listening into conversations, which you can have the typical game thing of people are repeating conversations, so you can always go, go back into another scene and
0: yeah,
1: yeah, and course. collect and then, that like, word. Grab a different word, yeah. Yep. Brain inventory management, I like that. Yeah, basically,
0: yeah.
2: But it also... I, I don't think that you have to have collected, you know, a certain word from a previous one. And once you, if you lose that word, then you're totally fucked. Um, I think every word that you've learned previously, you've got a way of, of pulling back from.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe you've got some words that you gain permanently and some words that are. That are required. Like in a, ro- yeah. in a ro- you're sort of yes. rotating pool from the, from the current case that you can always. Yeah. And again, like in, like the Phoenix Wright sort of games, it's okay. Go listen to this conversation. Go, you know, talk to this person okay, I think I've got the right combination of words. Now it's sort of go to the final scene and make sure I can say the right words in the right place yep. to, to solve the crime. Yeah, that's cool.
2: Yeah, and then maybe, maybe you, um, like, as it goes on, you know, you can, in the first case, you've only got three words that you need to you need to sort of keep track of, you know, so you only need three words. But as you go, it's like it adds, the next case adds another word and the next case yeah. adds another word and you get to the end of the seventh case and you've got, like, nine words to deal with now. That you can well,
0: and I like the idea that in some cases you need more words than you can hold. Yeah. And so you have to strategically f- figure out, oh, but if I take this word, it can have different meanings in these two different contexts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that could be- It all comes down to the, the right. If it's a homonym or something. Yeah, well, absolutely. It would require some, some really good writers. But there's, yeah, there's some, there's some good wordplay you could do there. Awesome. For sure.
1: How do you win the game? What is the uh, what is the end scene of of uh, I don't know what we call this game? Polly wants a cracker. Uh, <laughs> Polly solved a case. Polly wants a murder. <laughs> Polly seeks justice.
2: I love that. Polly seeks justice. <laughs> uh, oh god. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I think, think- solve- you be- Do you get promoted?
0: You become <laughs> the chief. <laughs>
2: I'm pict- I'm picturing that there's like a limited number of cases, and then you know there's a natural end to the um to the thing where you you sort of like the parrot gets the key to the city or something like that from the mayor.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and, and the key is just a giant cracker.
2: <laughs> I, I'm picturing right at the end, just after you get given the key, you hear something about the mayor's doing some sort of nefarious thing, and it's sort of leading it into the possibility of a sequel.
0: <laughs> the final scene is just like he's staring down the mayor as he hands you the key to the city. <laughs> and you've got one word you're allowed to say. <laughs> Choose carefully. <laughs>
1: Cracker. <laughs> That's the chief's name and it's like, Cracker! <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Chief Cracker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, God, I love it. All
2: right, I, I you know, know whether, it's, whether it's Chief Cracker or Detective Cracker. <laughs> because but then the you get to hear it on. a lot more if, if it's the hapless detective. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <God.
0: laughs> <laughs> Well, that would make sense that Polly would know the word Cracker as well. <laughs> so that's like initially what, you know, gains attention. You can gain the attention of
1: Detective yeah, it be Cracker. Yeah, Polly's partner. Uh, uh, like, yeah. Cracker? Polly gets promoted cracker? into being cracker? a partner with Cracker and, yeah, they forge some kind of budding <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> Polly and Cracker.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, po- uh, yeah. Detectives at large. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. You quick. Yep. Feeding.
0: Instinct. Lawn. L-A-W-N?
2: L-A-W-N.
1: Ooh. Is the aim of the game to get the the greenest yard in a drought-laden environment? Everyone takes pride in lawns, especially in suburbia.
0: Yeah, well, I like the idea of just backyard-based games. There's something about the mundane uh, and turning that into a game.
2: For some reason, I don't know why, but I've connected feeding and lawn together and turned it into sort okay. of like a little shop of horrors that this lawn is like eating people.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> well, I was going down, and this doesn't necessarily negate that, but I was going down kind of the Viva Pinata route because we've got feeding and instinct, and maybe it's around attracting things to your lawn, to your garden, and creating the sort of ecosystem there. Uh, but that doesn't mean it couldn't be Little Shop of Horrors style, and there's all sorts of plants that eat other plants and animals, and yep. make up all sorts of strange creatures that you have to sort of learn the connections between them.
2: Oh, so I'm picturing all these different things of of like you you said a backyard barbecue party in which you know you find out that um one of your neighbors is a dentist so you go oh i ne- need to need to make sure that you know he stays back a little bit longer so that i can i can feed him to my lawn feed him to the lawn
0: well i like that idea i like that being sort of one of the mechanics is all right i've i've started my lawn of horrors uh i've put a patch of man eating grass back there uh you know i've got the um blood daisies planted next to them because they're going to split blood out and you know they're going to give it some but it's it's running a bit low, so all right, I'm gonna you know use some uh, use some points to hold a backyard barbecue, and I'm going to invite these people, and that kind of creates a little scene where the people in your backyard then just sort of interact with all the plants and where you've planted them and stuff. And so yeah, you can you know do something to lead the dentist down to the man eating grass patch, and uh, and that has sort of boosted that grass patch for for the next you know month uh, because you got plenty of viscera <laughs> to feed it. <laughs> But then I think there are animals as well, right? Like, I think it attracts different types of insects that feed on specific plants, uh, or, you know, but then they also perhaps help pollinate certain ones in different ways.
1: Is is the aim to expand? Like, do we want to sort of slowly try and take over our suburb and then the city, then the world? Are we sort of a (laughs) a power hungry botanist that wants to just dominate with their. I definitely like the idea
0: of expanding somewhat. It's been a long time since I've played a bit of a Pinot, but I think in that you got larger lots and you could sort of, uh, you know, use that to attract in more and more, ver- uh, you know, varieties of, of creature. So I do like the idea of once you get to a certain level of garden, it starts spilling out into your neighbours and, you know, you get some bonus points for that because you obviously, all your plants eat the neighbours and their pets. Whether it goes sort of citywide and worldwide, I'm not sure how you manage that, but I guess that you could sort of bring it up a level of abstraction to sort of be spreading it further.
1: Mm.
2: I kinda like the idea that your character isn't actually human. Looks human, but a la like third rock from the sun. You're actually a botanist from another planet. And yeah. that's why you that's why you're actually trying to cultivate this um these, you know, crazy plants, because literally your your planet is determined that uh, Earth happens to have the most rich soil that that you can, um, you can actually have to, to make cultivating these, um, these crazy plants
0: yeah, I like Yeah, I like the idea that this is part of a, a world domination, like, terraforming strategy. Um, but instead of anything, you know, really over the top and drastic, they've literally just sent some gardeners down to live on Earth for a while.
2: I'm picturing, though, I do like the idea of um, pe- people keep on coming up and going, wow, your garden's doing so well. Everyone else's gardens are, are struggling because of the drought. Because these are very drought resistant. Because yeah, well,
0: I think um, only I blood. think your alien race had previously looked at Earth and gone, mm, no, it's a bit cool. Like our plants won't survive, but like that was a, a couple hundred years ago, and now the climate change has just totally changed everything. Um, and so it's like, oh, actually, yeah, it's uh, it's going to work fine. Put a little bit of a political statement. <laughs> Is one of the
1: mini bosses Don Burke? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like the idea of bringing in. Like I was gardeners. trying to think of other ones and I've got nothing. I'm just thinking of the the old
2: people from like Gardening Australia, mm. um, that used to be on a, on the ABC. Um, I can't remember the guy's I bet, name. I bet
0: I bet Britain's got a lot of them. Oh yeah. Oh, see good. how lush their grass looks. They're like celebrities over there, I reckon. Yeah, I don't recognise any of these people when I search
2: for famous gardeners. Oh, well, n- now I'm picturing also you've got like um, you get to pull Scotty Cam in from from like um. <laughs> From Backyard Blitz days. From, from Backyard Blitz and therefore you got uh, Jamie Jewry or whatever his name was. <laughs> and oh you've got- um, I don't
0: know any of these people.
2: You've got uh, you know all the people from Better Homes and Gardens that you can pull in and Noni Hales- And <laughs> I don't want to kill
0: Noni. I'll kill the rest of them. Our garden can She's the a living legend. Noni's a national treasure. What about John Jarrett then?
1: Oh, I don't I- want to get involved with John Jarrett. You hear the rumours now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, he can, can be kill definitely. Yeah, we can we can feed him to the plants. <laughs> okay. Alright.
2: I, I really like that idea. I, I think that's that's a goer.
1: Yeah. Alright. Pretty much like I think
0: we've got time for one more. Yeah, very quick one. Sweet. Scrap. Stretching. Sweet scrap stretching.
1: SS Jesus, where do we go with this?
2: So so I'm sort of picturing like Sweet and stretching, you know that's sort of like taffy pulling.
1: Yeah,
0: like caramel or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so you're trying to you having to it's, build it's the scraps something. It's the scraps of those, like after you pull and all that sort of stuff, and you got you got the um, the sweets that you actually oh, so release. You, so you're just having to off-cuts. build something out of
0: misshapen
1: candy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or an army of of misshapen candy. <laughs> what character uh, do you play okay,
1: I, are, are you like a, a poor kid Are you like sort of oliver are you out on the streets i think you're like a geppetto sort of character like
2: you're, you're building these things and, and giving them life well actually i think your your character is a cross between a candy maker and mm. back in his genetic code somewhere he's also got the code to be a dentist oh um <laughs> so basically your maybe your dad was a um was a um, candy maker, and your mum was a dentist.
0: <laughs> okay, so you've got these warring things inside you. Yeah.
2: So, so you're you're making the candy because you you want to make the kids have like cavities, cavities yeah. and stuff like that, so that they go to the dentist. Um, it just that's why it was a match made in heaven. Your your parents really made it work, even though you know you you expect candy makers and, and dentists to be mortal enemies.
0: They realise yeah, that they could have actually... a symbiotic relationship yeah. with each
2: other. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm picturing that you're you're now taking the scraps and you've realised that your dad was throwing away all the scraps of the taffy for for years and years and years, and you've worked out a way of selling it for cheap as, as sort of like misshapen candy to basically sell more candy and get more more kids off to the dentist.
1: Oh, so you're a pawn. You're a all porn right, for but I still but
0: I still like the idea of them be- of them coming to life and becoming an actual army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing this great thing of these little, like, half-melted candy Frankenstein monsters, like, fighting their way into kids' mouths to smear themselves all over their teeth and give
1: them candy. Or are you trying to build this army to try and overthrow your evil dentist father? You've you've seen how he's sort of monopolised this market. Oh, both of them. You, you've had enough of both. <laughs> you, you see what they're up to and you, you've wised up to the, the scam they're running. And you went, you know
2: what? So, so you've decided that you're going to- you- you, you've been making the candy as per your father's instructions, but you're now um, utilising these scraps to to take out the dentist menace. Mm-hmm. You're saying that you're, hope, you're hoping <laughs> dentist
1: because you're too you're too sick of going to school every every day and and all your friends coming in with pain from going to the dentist and cavities and having to get major and minor work. So enough is enough. You and your your, your friends create this taffy army and uh, go to war.
0: <laughs> and so is it then a? Um, I'm picturing sort of a. Almost a, a Pikmin style thing where you've got a bunch of these little army, these little uh, taffy soldiers that you're sort of you know, instructing around, uh, sending, you know, 10 of them over that way to, to overtake that, that uh, I don't know, dentist, I guess, that tool. What are they fighting exactly? Mm. Just dentists.
1: Could be some RTS mechanics in there.
0: Yeah. Well, that's sort of what I'm thinking, like base, basic RTS stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah,
0: that's cool.
2: RTS, um, you got you got to sort of instruct some of the taffy pullers to to um, hold the door so that you know no one can, can no one can come into the into the room while you're you're taking out the
0: dentist. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's what I like. I'm, I'm kind of picturing less of a, a top down, you know, RTS style and more of that, a bit of Overlord or or Pikmin, where uh, you you are a player yep. yourself and sort of the over over the shoulder view, but it's like. You can split them into groups mm. of these ten because you need ten to yeah hold the door, um, to, you know, keep that door closed, and you need these fifteen because it takes that many to, to you know, to overpower the teacher
1: or whatever. Yeah, you work you your way through the school system to the local dental system to state to national, and then over to Rome to take down the, uh, the Vatican Pope dentist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. D- <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And then you just uh. You're on top of the world with your candy army.
2: I'm sorry, I kept on coming back to the dentist, but I just love that idea of these. <laughs> well,
0: it worked perfect. It did work perfectly for the for the, the sweets.
2: Yeah, I had to bring it back for one final time.
0: Well, and what I was thinking then is this is actually a, a prequel and um, to a game where later on in the Star Wars series <laughs> we bring in the can- we bring in the candy interlopers. Uh, and, and the, uh, the rooty, the root vegetables and the leafy, ve- leafy, leafy vegetables have to team up against. And
1: them. that's not something yes, you see obviously. very often, you know, candy and, and leaf based vegetables are not friends, at least not in my diet. That's, that's it.
0: Yeah. So
2: if, for those people who haven't listened all the way back there, Brendan was one of the originators of the, um, of the starch wars universe yes, back in your like, first
0: episode, episode 20 or something.
2: Yeah. So,
0: yeah, nearly 100%, which we've re- we've revisited that universe, a few universe times. like three. Times. I know it's it's fantastic. And Ben just had to bring it back.
1: <laughs> it's, it's an honor to be part of such a uh, living, breathing uh, beast known as Star Wars. Uh, I, I wear that. Oh, I think pride. it's our.
0: I think it's our most ongoing. Uh, yeah. You know, IP.
1: Until now, now the evil dentist. <laughs> Until now,
0: dentists. <laughs> dentists. Uh, they might come back. Dentists. Are- well, but it's all part of the same world, right?
2: We just we just connected mm-hmm. them. Dentists are, g- yeah. are literally going to be like the recurring antagonists. That lead all the way up to two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> when they have a big culmination,
1: <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs>
0: this is now becoming just an anti-dentist podcast. We hate dentists. We're going to get a lot, We're going to get a lot. I'm going to wake
1: us. up tomorrow with the biggest pain in my wisdom teeth. You wait. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: Damn dentist yeah. pope.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, that does do it for today's episode of Bitstorm.
0: That's right. Uh, so before we go into our spiel, Brendan, do you want to let people know where they can find
1: you? And yeah, yeah sure. Oh, so guess, so uh, you online. can find myself pretty well everywhere at Brendan Eight Bit, and then you can find myself as well as Bitstorm as well as the rest of the hashtag 8 Bit Collective at 8-bit.net or over on YouTube dot com forward slash We Are Eight Bit. But yeah, just search that hashtag and you'll be able to find us as well as twelve other podcasts making magic on the daily. So give it a look, give it a listen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Happy to happy to be joining this week. Fantastic. Uh, and so, yeah, if you want to find us online, uh, obviously, you can head over to 8-Bit, or you can go to the best place to go is podchaser.com slash bitstorm, and all our stuff is up there. We've got a YouTube channel we'll be releasing some new stuff on soon, and you can hit up our Twitter and our Facebook. Uh, yeah, Trevor.
2: And, of course, as always, we'd love for you to check out the AGPN for all your Australian podcast needs. Uh, search for AGP Network on Twitter or a hashtag AGPN on Twitter. Or finally, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. And finally, we'd like to thank Kurudust for the song "Mount Defiance" off of the album *Containment Failure*.
0: That's it. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. You've been. Oh, sorry, I have been, Brendan. Yes. Yeah. And uh, fuck those yes. dentists. Yes. <laughs> fuck the dentist. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck the dentist. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck the dentist. <laughs>